Welcome back to the Tap Room Exclusive. I'm Dean Zarball. I'm here with Dan Joswick. We are uh, at Saucy Brew Works here in Cleveland. We have moved on to the uh, to the Love You Buy. Uh, it is a hazy IPA that you guys do. It's a big trend in uh, in the IPA world right now. There's a really cool poll. Uh, another podcaster actually put up uh, Hop in the Bean uh, put up a, a podcast a poll. What do you like better, the hazy IPA trend or the brute IPA trend? And the hazy was like really like outweighing the the brute when I voted. Uh, it's a really nice trend. We were talking last week about IPAs. It's a it's a love it or hate it kind of style. This is a nice gateway IPA style. Sure, yeah. I mean, and I think like like what we were talking about before the you know the bitterness aspect of IPAs and the hop bitterness is really what can make it or break it for people you know that's the that dividing line exists that's real you know yeah absolutely. and these these are a much lower IBU so bittering unit kind of yeah. threshold you know and that's what I tell people is like if they come in and they're asking me for something and they tell me they don't like IPAs I say well what what have you tried and they always tell me something like it has like 100 IBUs or like 75 IBUs and stuff. I'm like, okay, find something. Those are great for people who like it. You're not liking it. Find something a little less. Find something that's like. Well, but even like those hundred IBUs. I mean, in the in like the early 2000s and and even like 90s, that's what IPAs were. Right. You know, it was like the more bitter, the more better. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> that was the trend. Right. That was the that was the hazy IPA trend of, of that time. And that's what I like. I like bi- I like a big bitter IPA. I like hazy yeah. IPAs too. I love this trend. Uh, I I think for people who aren't used to it though, uh, that this is a nice way to kind of get them into it without because it doesn't have the any quote unquote bitter flavors. I feel come from more like. Uh, like a fruit bitterness rather than like a like a hop bitterness. Does yeah, that make sense? Yeah, and uh, you know that's all about the, the the when the hop additions happen and what types of hops you're using. You know, I mean, right. like for for love you buy. I mean, we use Citra, Mosaic, and Matu hops, which is a Southern Hemisphere hop. I've never so heard of it. It's kind of like the Matuaka, okay. you know, in that in that vein of, of Interesting. hops. Yeah, so I mean, it's those are all very fruit forward and citrus forward driven hops um and when you add them into the process way like in in the late part of the boil you just don't get a lot of bitterness out of them it's all flavor and aroma right yeah. uh so like you keep the ibus on these on these hazies are coming in at like 50 to 60 yeah. you know versus you know up into the 80s for most of the traditional imperials and regular ipas you know absolutely um but that threshold for people, honestly, most people, it's like 30 to 40 IBUs. That's yeah. where it starts to tip into the, this is just too bitter for me attitude, you know? No, so, I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, I mean, so they're, they're just coming in at a lower bitterness, and uh, they're so fruity and refreshing. And um, for me, honestly, the like the mouthfeel of the hazy IPAs is what really differentiates it you know yeah. it's got like almost a creamy mm-hmm. like orange juicy kind of yeah. kind of a mouthfeel to it and and for people who don't i get a lot of questions about how does it how does the hazy appearance come about uh you know there's there's a few different ways to do it so um a lot of breweries are using either you know like a 
uh, wheat, a lot of wheat in the in the grain bill or oats, okay, um, which are both, you know, there's been hazy beers around for centuries, you know, and we call them Hefeweizens, right? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, right, absolutely. But and those are very wheat-driven beers, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like half of their grain bill is wheat usually. So, oh, it, yeah. it they just have a lot of protein in the grain, and it it doesn't fall out of the beer like uh, like a malt protein does. Okay, you know, so it just sits in the beer and you know, makes it look hazy. Nice. Um, but they also add a lot of mouthfeel and texture to the to the liquid because it's kind of basically thickened up, you know? Yeah. You so. know, and then you, the next step is basically like those milkshake IPAs. We're adding lactose and lactose things like that to it, right? Stuff like that. <laughs> uh, in this, it's got a nice, like, creamy, lighter mouthfeel to it, uh, the the Love You Buy. Um, it, it, it's not very very bitter uh this is this is one of my favorite hazy ipas and it's been a very popular beer for you guys this was actually like a one-off for you guys so not not a one-off but like a seasonal type thing and then it was so popular that it's actually made it into your to your core lineup this year in 2019 is that right absolutely yep that's crazy yeah i mean you you gotta i don't want to say chase the trends but you've got to put out there what people want you know and people are looking for, you know, IPAs on a, or hazy IPAs on a regular basis. And, you know, we, we offer a good one. So why not, why not let the masses have what they want? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's just, it's nuts to hear about, you know, this beer, this one-off was so popular that it, it goes from just being a seasonal to a core offering. It's pretty common. I mean, especially brew pub offerings and things like that. Like our, our next, our seasonal in January, um, Modern Crimes was a brew pub only beer that we made. Oh, really? Yeah, and, you know. So it like, yeah, it just you know it did really well here, and it was kind of we didn't have a dark beer in our lineup, and people loved that one. So we you know we moved it into our seasonal rotation. And nice. But I think it's a pretty common thing in the beer industry, though. You know, you okay. have a you do a one off that's very successful, and you're like, you know, just put it out there and see what it can be as its own thing. Yeah, you know, it's uh, this is this is going to be one that. It, as a year round because there's a lot of people who come in looking for like a hazy IPA and so a lot of times they're usually just like a seasonal or a one-off or something somebody sure. just trying to experiment it's nice to have something that I can come in year round and go okay I'm going to get this it's going to be fresh it's going to be good and it, it's going to just be what I want it what is some of the flavors the profile that you get specifically on the, the love you buy um, so it, it, you know, again, it's got kind of that that moderate to low bitterness um, as an IPA. It's right around that sixty IBU mark. Um, but I get a lot of the like pineapple and uh, kind of yeah. um, not like passion fruity mm-hmm. kind of flavors out of it. You know, um, the citrus is there as well. Just yeah. most hops just have a citrus profile to them, but um, it's just more of like a orange peel and pineapple and. You know, in that vein of, of flavors. Yeah. What uh, if someone was getting something here to eat? Uh, what would you say they they would uh, go well with the love you buy? Um, man, I haven't looked at the menu to be honest. <laughs> well, you guys do you guys do a lot of pizzas. Yeah. Uh, you guys are and you've expanded your menu a little bit. Uh, sure. You've recently started adding like mac and cheese and wings and stuff. Um, I, like I said, I had the, the pulled pork sandwich, which was 
absolutely fantastic. Um, a lot of the, I feel like a lot of the pizzas, any of the pizzas could kind of go well. I mean, you guys, you guys are known for your pizzas. No, absolutely. You, you know, know, and our chef does a great job with the with, with the dough in particular. That's my favorite part. You know, yeah. it's, the it, the bread on that that you guys use on that that pulled pork sandwich was that was all my dad and I were compliment. I mean, outside of the fact that the pulled pork is fantastic, that bread was good. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a kind of a it, what do you say? It's a a cold fermented dough. Okay. So you know, like they, they use yeast in it. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, chilled when it's fermenting, so it becomes a little more dense. It almost has like a, almost like a saltine kind of consistency as yeah. a as a pizza crust. So yeah. But it's very flavorful and just delicious. I love the pizza here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You guys, you guys knock it out of the park. Um, going back to your question here, yeah. I take a peek at the menu, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good, uh, man. The, the uh, the mac and cheese with the with the love you buy. Oh yeah, that would be where it's at. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge mac and cheese nerd. Yeah, I love it. I think it's a Thanksgiving. Uh, it deserves a place at Thanksgiving, but not a lot of people agree with me on that one. That's a southern uh, thing, right? I, I I feel like it is, and I <laughs> I, I only lived in Florida for like two years, so I don't know where I got it from. But I feel like <laughs> mac and cheese is specifically it, it deserves a spot on the on the Thanksgiving like table. Green bean casserole in Ohio. But it's 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 not right. No, absolutely. Yeah, you, I went. Nobody knew what a green bean ca- like what uh, when I lived in California. Like no, uh, but <laughs> mac and cheese. It, that's a great option because not neither one's going to overpower the other. Yeah, you know, you and know, IPAs with like a, a cheddar cheese is. Man, that's a great, great pairing. Yeah, yeah. The the acid balances each other very well. And yeah, that would that would be a really nice. Uh, oh man, see, this is the problem: is I do these shows and we talk about the food pairings, and then I'm just like, I, I just ate, I just had the the sandwich, but now I want more food. It's like oh, the downfalls <laughs> of doing this show. We'll, uh, we'll have a little bit more. I haven't eaten lunch yet, man. <laughs> oh wow, well, then you need to get some food in. Here. I know, right? Um. It, so, what outside of when this originally was brewed, was it just the keeping up with you know hazy IPAs are just the trend? We're going to put out a hazy IPA and just make it as good as we can. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I know I've had some conversations with with the brewer and about it, and you know he really kind of fought making this style in particular just because he's not a guy that necessarily wants to chase chase trends and things like that Mm -hmm. um but you know he actually has after brewing the first one he's like man really kind of appreciated the technical aspect of brewing it nice you know because it you you can make bad ones (laughs) you know just like any ipa right right but uh yeah just how much how many hops added so late in the process and the the balance of um keeping the bitterness low and you know the, keeping the mouth feel right and that kind of thing it was it became a challenge you know oh yeah and then so. <laughs> you know I, i'm one of those guys like i need to i have a challenge i need to overcome it right in, in order to just move on i just, can't move on until i've done it right keep trying it over and over again until yeah. it's right you know and you know and it came out it came out fantastic uh, this is i you guys also do like a like a juiced up version of the asap uh, I, yeah. I've had that. That was that's usually on in the summer. Yeah. So we it was another one off we did this past summer. That yep. was I, I came in Uber here. Uber ASAP. Yeah, the Uber. I I came in and had that. That was 
That was so good. That was one of the best beers I've ever had. Like, legitimately, I'm just like, like wow. We've got some um, really, really cool stuff. You guys do some really cool one, like kind of one-offs and stuff over here. Yeah, and, you know, IPAs are obviously something everybody wants. Like we've talked about, you know, 40% of the craft beer market is an IPA. Um, but we're, you know, we're, we're putting a few things out over the next month or so, actually, that are going to be awesome. Um, we're doing the Resilience IPA from, oh, yeah, from, from Sierra uh, Nevada. Sierra Nevada. The, yep. All the proceeds are going towards... Uh, the uh, fire relief out in uh, California. Yep. yep, for the campfire that yeah. happened, um, and you know we're putting that on tap this Friday actually, uh, oh, which nice. is the 14th of December. Nice. Um, so yeah, no, that's very cool. You know, that's and we're great. donating 100% of the proceeds to the, you know, to the to the relief effort, which is awesome. It's been great to see the all the call the, the call to arms. Oh, it's amazing. Everybody, you know, like was it like. A, thousand breweries across the country across the country came together to to they sent you the recipe uh, and then you brew the recipe to their specifications basically right yeah they reimburse they're reimbursing every brewery for the the ingredients wow and you know you put the time in you brew the beer and you know you tap it it's it's not anything that's you know ultra creative but it's a nice seven percent it goes you know centennial and but it's cascade IPA. and 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 the money's going to a great cause yeah exactly uh, and, and it's a, it's going to be a good beer and you guys you guys do a lot yeah absolutely you know sierra nevada doesn't make bad beer right uh the uh you guys do a lot of of, of charity work you guys have done a, you know a lot of great you know benefits for people here in in ohio city and everything that's that's a very cool thing that I think that the craft beer industry does is just how uh, community minded this this industry is and and that resilience and going to that is just it just shows how much this industry appreciates the people around it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you got to take care of your neighbors, you know. And uh, one of our one of the charities we've worked with quite a bit here uh at saucy is called breakthrough schools yeah uh it's a charter school in the cleveland area that um does things a little differently and has, has been very successful and you know we donate our half of ice and we donate 50 cents from every pint sold at the pub nice. to breakthrough schools you know nice. um, and that's every time it's on we do that you know that's great um, we've done some stuff with the cleveland clinic and uh you know a bunch of other myriad of of good charities out there in the absolutely you know there's there's a ton out there and uh it's great to see the breweries working with them it's a great way to it's a great way to do that is you know come on down have a great beer have a beer you're gonna have the beer anyway and then you know some of it some of the money goes towards a great cause Mm -hmm. you know it's a great way to go about it um anything i might have forgotten to get about get into about the uh the love you buy no, I mean I think we we covered the style pretty well, um, and glad you enjoyed it. You finished already? Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> that's one of my favorite beers here, man. Uh, thank you, Dan, for your time. Tune in next week for the finale of Saucy Brewworks uh, feature here on the Tap Room Exclusive. <laughs>